If you want to open your Bibles, you may be seated. Um, to Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Um, Brittany used to be a nice girl, but she hung around me and JC long enough that now she's telling everybody what to do. She made a statement that's true. And that is, God is something powerful. God is something unbelievable. God is something beyond our ability that he wants to do in and through every person. Okay? And I'm, I'll be honest. Can, you mind if I be honest? I'm going to be honest whether you mind or not. But the reality is about 90% of the people that call themselves Christians that I know don't live there. I, I'm just being honest. We, we live and we exist and that's kind of where the church is. We're just kind of, well, you know, I mean, it is official. Bren has taken over the worship. Okay. If you're Catholic, excuse me. Guys, does it bother anybody else that our church isn't full of them? You know, this morning, kids were running. Somebody said, stop running. I said, you hush. You let them run all over the stinking plate. I want kids so, running so much around here that we have children getting hurt every week. So God can heal them. That's right. Guys, I'm I'm sorry. I got, a, I got some decision to make because I don't know whether we realize there's a whole lost world out there under the power of Satan and, and they're heading for hell. And honestly, I find that most even of this church don't care. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. Um, we don't care. We just want our church to be what we want so we can show up on Sunday and, and so that, you know, we'll be satisfied. We don't care. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry, but it scares me. Anybody got a lost family that that really need to be saved? How much time do you spend on on your knees for them? Seriously. You know? Anybody got a lost friends or neighbors or anything? I mean, I know in our society today, we don't really get to know our neighbors. It's hard, isn't it? But you know what? How much time... Do we spend in passionate prayer for them? Or are we so busy with our mess because we've never really allowed Jesus Christ to clean up our mess that we don't have time? Who's got time to pray? Anybody else see a problem with this? I'm sorry. If you've been hanging around a church for a couple years, you ought to be on the front lines, not sitting there in the back saying, oh, well, you know, I, I, you know I, 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 I don't mean to be mean, but are you? Or do you go to church and your whole life is still about you? You see, I'm sorry. I'm doing a book on salvation right now. And when you're saved, it ain't no longer about you. So if it's about you, logically, I guess you're not saved. 
There's a battle there. There's going to be a battle there all of your life. But you've decided it ain't about me no more. Anybody else with me? Anybody hear me? Anybody love me? Sort of. You know, but you've got to understand. One of these days, you're going to stand before the Father. He's going to say, what was that a mess about? I had this plan for you, and you did this. I had this plan for you, and you lived here. You went to church. He's going to look at you. You know what he's going to say when you say that? Big, hairy deal. He may not put the hairy part in it. But do you hear what I'm saying? One of these days, guys, Jesus Christ came. And Jesus Christ is the holy that Bren was talking about. Bren was singing about. That's holy. Holy is something so far above the garbage of this world. And as Christians, that's who we're supposed to be. That's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus rose again. That's why Jesus said His Holy Spirit to take us from here to there. Let me help you with something. You can't go there. But he can take you there. 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 You can love like him. You can live like him. You can die like him for every person around you. And as a Christian, that's what we're supposed to be doing. I'm sorry. You know, if that hurts your feelings and you don't want to go there, you take that up with the run that one that wrote, wrote the book. You say, well, Pastor, you're all fired up today. I am. I, I am. I, I've kind of reached the end of my, I'm not sure what you call it. But guys, there's so much God has for you. There, there's so much God wants to do through you. You know, and just showing up on Sunday and kind of sitting there and, you know, kind of, you know, putting up with me or whatever. That's not, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is there's something glorious God wants you to do. Well, well, Pastor, you understand, I'm 80 years old. Guys, most guys in the Bible didn't start their ministry till 80. You know? Well, you know, I, I, I got to struggle. Moses said, I can't talk. God gave him somebody to talk. Now hush and go. Amen? Amen? You know, know, we've got all this myriad of excuses. And the problem is, we all put up with them. I mean, because I don't. I look at people and go, that's a stinking excuse. And they, he's mean. Well, Whatever. Come heaven, I want to get in. And with my attitude, I'm hoping. <laughs> Somebody say amen. My wife and son figure I'll just live on a cabin just on the fringe. But I'm in, baby, I'm in. All right? But you have to understand something. If you ain't in here, you ain't getting in there. And most of us live here. We don't live in the kingdom of God. And I'm asking you a question. Are you living in the kingdom of God? 
You say, well, I don't know how. Well, he'll show you how. You just have to decide to. Anybody with me? Anybody with me? I want you to hear this. I want you to understand this. You know, I, I, I did something yesterday. And I won't tell you what it is because everybody runs to the DS and tell him. But I was a part of something that I won't be a part of again. And we made decisions as supposedly mature pastors to place people's places that they shouldn't be. But we all want to be nice. Does everybody know that nice is neither a gift nor a fruit of God's Holy Spirit? Sometimes it's not time to be nice. Sometimes it's time to say, no, honey, that's not your call. But it takes a man or a woman, not a bunch of little kids who want to make everybody happy. I won't do that again. And I think you know me well enough. When I say I won't do that again, I won't do that again. And so it's just time for me to back away or blow it up. But that's usually when I get in trouble. Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says something everybody needs to hear. And everybody needs to walk out of here living. Okay. We're going to do the second part. If God. Now. That's a term that's been messed with. You know. I've heard people call it my faith. It ain't your faith. It's your faith. You're a weakling. Are you with me? My God. He ain't your God. You're his kid, but he ain't your God. You don't control him. He controls you. If you control him, then your vision of him is very small. Because the bottom line is, if you want to control him, you don't get it. But I promise you, if he controls you, you will get it. Amen. And you will do great and mighty things. If God be for you, is God for you? Seriously. Don't, don't give me this peeking. Yeah. Give me the yes. Absolutely. Undeniably. He is my God. Capital G. Amen. 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 He is my God. And my God is, is a God of the impossible. And my God is awesome. And my God is powerful. And my God can overcome anything and everything and everyone and everything. And you know what? It's time for people to say, if I'm getting whooped, it's time for me to turn it around and do the whooping by His grace. Amen. Now don't say amen if you don't mean it. Don't say amen if you don't mean it. Because many of us are stuck in, in things that we shouldn't be stuck in. And we just allow ourselves to be there. Because we actually don't believe in God. Big G. Nobody struggles with stuff more than me. You think you struggle? Multiply that times 100. You get his attack on me. You think Satan likes me? 
You think Satan, when I get up to preach, is sitting there going, oh, isn't he a good preacher? (laughs) He hates me. Because every time I get up, I got one thing in mind. It's time for me to draw my fist and punch him in the snout. And if I could teach one of you to do that, hallelujah. Are you with me? I struggle all the time. Did you ever notice Satan knows every one of my weaknesses? Anybody? Anybody with me? I mean, I've always said, he's not omniscient like God. He's not all-knowing like God. But the dude's got a big computer. You know what I'm saying? And every time I do something stupid, every time I say something stupid, every time I show weakness... Right? Anybody else? You know? But you know what? He could sit there and all he wants. But my God lived a perfect life. My God suffered for me on a cross. My God bled for me on a cross. My God died a perfect death. Finished death on a cross, and my God rose again on the third day, and by that, and and He said His Holy Spirit, and by that, guys, I can, we can overcome, because if He be for me, who could be against me? Now, don't say amen if you don't believe it. I didn't say if you're not a little afraid. Of those fears. I didn't say if you're. Oh yeah, yeah. I got no problems. Only a neurotic. Bordering on psychotic. <laughs> believes. They got no problem. They got no weakness. I was listening to somebody yesterday. And they were talking about these people. And how you know if you got. If you got this problem with pornography. Well you're just not a Christian. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going. Give me ten minutes with you. And I'll make me a list. We've all got struggles. Satan is constantly looking for that weakness, baby. My bad is, lots of times he fakes me. Pops me a good one. Anybody, he ever popped y'all a good one? You know? Here's the cool part. I can watch what he's doing. And I can, I, I, by the grace of God, can tell what he's about to do. If I'm paying attention. If my head's in the ball game. Amen? Very important. If God before me, if God before us, nothing and no one, can't nothing. I love can't. Anybody else like can't? Can't's just a good word. You know, I don't know how to spell it, but C-A-K-A-I-N-T. Can't nothing stop us. You see, folks, we need to make up our mind before we leave today whether we believe that. Or whether we're just going to leave under the auspices and the dominion of Satan. You say, well, no, I, 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 there's a little both in my life. No, you need to decide today. Am I going to live by the almighty power of God? Or am I going to live under the auspices and dominion of Satan? 
mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, sexually. What am I going to live on? You know? Now, I'm not telling you your problems are going to go away. Did everybody hear what I just said? A lot of people are like, well, you know, once you decide, all your problems go away. I find once I decide, my problem's just begun. Amen? Here's the problem. Okay, I blocked that one. Guess what he's doing? He's looking for another. You know? We need to get that. We need to understand that. But we also need to get Jesus Christ died and rose again and sent his Holy Spirit. We can win. No matter the attack, no matter the struggle, no matter the battle, no matter how many times you do stupid. Because remember, Romans chapter 7 comes after Romans chapter 6. I told those guys yesterday that, and they couldn't understand what I was saying. They can't, they don't know the numbers. But you need to understand something. God's still there for you. Even if you mess up, you're going to win. Even if you mess up, you've got eternal life. Even if you mess up, he never gives up on you. He never, ever, ever does. You know? I, I this morning, early, early, because honestly, I didn't decide what I was preaching until this morning. I guess I ought to get my act together, shouldn't I? I, 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 I actually, it was last night, probably about 2 in the morning. And then the doofus from Channel 69. Anybody else get that stupid report at 4 o'clock in the morning? 4 in the morning. Winter storm war. Oh, shut up. I can't go to sleep after that. I'm already Monday morning trying to figure out whether to have school or not. You know. I'm up, you know. Ready to kill the chubby guy from 69 News. I thought, I started thinking about this last night. And I thought, man, let's go back to Abraham. Abraham had been, he was Abram at the time, was promised, I'm going to build a nation through you. Through your seed. Over and over and over. Through you. Through you. Through you. And Abe's going, man, you better hurry up. Amen? Did you ever feel that way? You better hurry. You know, God's still going. Send an angel. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You better hurry. There ain't a whole lot left, brother. You know? You better hurry. Then Abe does the right thing. He decides, listen, God must be struggling. I'll help him. I'll give you a hand. You know, we are still dealing with that hand today. Amen. You know, all these Middle Eastern Muslims, they came from his hand. Right? Here's the cool part. At 100 years old, Once it was impossible, the God who was for Abram, Abraham by then, the God that was for him, and Sarah, his 90-year-old wife. This is one spry couple. Amen? Could you imagine being a virile 100-year-old? I'm 60 and I'm wondering. You know, they had a baby. I'll say it again. They had a baby. 
They had the promise that God had made when it just looked impossible. But you see, if God is for you, can't nothing or nobody come against you. Time to decide that. Because Satan, I can tell you right now, he's already telling you, that man's an idiot. That man doesn't understand my situation. That man doesn't understand my bills. That man doesn't understand my wife. That man doesn't understand my husband. That man doesn't understand. I don't understand. But there is one that no matter what I need to understand has the power to make you an overwhelming conqueror in that situation. I I, I thought of um, Joseph. Could you imagine? Now, he was a spoiled brat and he needed a spanking. Actually, his father needed a spanking for making him a spoiled brat. Right? Reminds me of the Reading mayor and the city council. But they, they, you know, he, he, he's a spoiled brat. I'll, I'll just move on. His brothers sell him into slavery. Right? Let's just sell him. Let's not kill him. Let's make some dough. So they sell him into slavery. The dude's in slavery. God raises him up. Second in charge, some woman comes at him, lies about him. The dude goes from almost in charge of a household to jail. Now, how would you feel? I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like going, yo, God, remember me? Remember me? Huh? Are you awake up there? God raised him up. To where he was second in charge of a whole country that wasn't even his country. Think about that. Oh, pity me. I got problems. I got bills. People have done me wrong. Oh, my goodness. Shumbalahala. God can raise you up. God can make you into the man or woman that he created you to be. Quit pouting like I do too often. Thought I'd tell them all myself right there. Anybody else pout? Like my little grandson this morning. I do the same thing. I just do it in a mature manner. Anybody else? Huh? Moses. My man Moses was a murderer. Okay? And God says, here's what I want you to do, Moses. I want you to go back to the country where you're wanted for murder. Remember the old, old um, uh, sitcom? What you talking about, Willis? That's what I said to God. What you talking about, Willis? They want to kill me. But that's all right. You go on back, and, and you're going to lead millions of your people out of that land back to the promised land. He thought real quick. Here's a quick thinker. I, I have a speech impediment, so I can't do it. God says, I'll break you from sucking eggs. I'll give you Aaron, and he'll speak for you. I hate that. 
I come up with the excuse, God comes up with a solution. I hate that. It just seems like every time I come up with a good, solid excuse so I don't have to do that stuff, he comes up with a solution. Anybody else struggle with that? You know, why won't he just listen to me? You know, it's, it's hard. God leads him there. Now, the thing you've got to understand about the beginning of Moses' ministry there, it wasn't smooth. Did you ever go into a ministry or go into something and it wasn't smooth? And Satan's sitting on your shoulder going, and you better get out of here. You're a fool. Everybody thinks you're a fool. Everybody thinks you're stupid. You know, you're a murderer, man. What are you doing? All this stuff is coming to his mind. And it was one thing after another, after another, after another. You know? And even the people that he's supposed to deliver, they're grumbling. I might have just looked and said, you know what, God, go ahead, thump them. You don't say it, just go ahead. You know? But God, he stayed at it, and God stayed with him, and he stayed at it. And every time he sort of fell, he kind of had to get back up. And little by little by little, God led him, and God led him, and God led him, and He led those folks out of that slavery. That murderer led those folks out of that slavery back almost to the promised land. Problem is he has a knucklehead before he got there, so he never got to go in. But think about that. If God be for you, Moses, who can be against you? Amen? Amen. So important. I love David. Anybody else love David? He's a knucklehead. Just like the rest. Amen? Anybody know that he's a knucklehead? You know? But David, here's this little, little fella. And this big old giant comes out every day and taunts God's people. And little David goes down there and goes, what is this? I need to take this dude out. And everybody looks at him and says, you can't do that. Didn't they? You ever had somebody say that to you? My parents say that to me all the time. Why don't you just settle down and just be okay with everything? Well, I don't know how to be okay with everything. You just stay out of my way. You know? I, you got to understand something. I believe... You are Abraham. I believe you are Joseph. I believe you are Moses. I believe you are David. He goes out there. First, I love that the king gave him. Could you imagine? Little David puts on all the king's armor. He's like, dude, this ain't happening. He goes out there, and this big giant, and and they write books about Goliath, the head of his spear. Big old honking thing. Man, big old thing. You know? He's out there with that spear and that sword. And here comes this little dude who's picking up rocks. (laughs) Did you imagine that picture? That'd make a great movie. You know? Because there's violence, they would rate it R, though. He goes out. 
whacked that sucker right between the eyes. Dude went down, took his sword, whacked off his head, because David knew how to get ahead. I've used that joke so many times, everybody don't know it before I even, as soon as I start talking about David, I just have the same joke. Elijah, hundreds of prophets of Baal, hundreds. I mean, and you have to understand, it's just like today, idolatry. Pastor, am I keeping you awake? He's back there yawning, man. It was just idolatrous back then, just like it is today. Elijah says, hey, I got to have a contest here. Hundreds of prophets of Baal against him. We're going to call down the fire. They were, he said, I'll let you go first. They were calling down the fire. They were cutting themselves. They were, they were doing all kinds of stuff. I love Elijah. Because Elijah's standing over there going, maybe your God's asleep. That's called trash talking. Okay? He was trash talking BC. All right? He's there, they're just doing all kinds of things. He said some other things I can't say in front of ladies. But the bottom line is, he just, he finally says, I said, no. He, now you gotta, you gotta remember something. There had been a drought for a million years there. All right? There's no water. But he wants to make sure that when it's a miracle, you know it's a miracle. He has loads of water dumped on that altar. Loads of water dumped on that altar. He starts praying. God not only comes down and starts a fire, it's so hot, it even takes care of all the stones and makes them a little piece of rubble. You see, if God before you, can't nothing or nobody be against you that you need to worry about. Somebody say amen. Amen. You need to hear this. You need to get this. I'm not just yelling. I'm coaching. I'm Vince Lombardi. Well, he was successful. But, um, honey, you don't know who Vince Lombardi is. He's a great coach. It's okay. But, huh? She does? She does? But hear what I'm saying, all right? We need to get this, all right? Let me tell you this one last thing. When Jesus, they're out, there's a storm, and Jesus comes walking out on the water toward the disciples. And the disciples are like, where's Ghostbusters, man? I mean, there's a ghost walking on the water out toward us. Jesus looks at them and says, you have little faith. Ego of me, I am, is with you. Now, let me, let, let me just give you this from the Greek and the Hebrew. Back in Moses' time, who did God say would be with Moses? I am. A couple thousand years later. Jesus is walking out on the water. Guess what ego of me means? I am. The same I am is with you. You have nothing to fear. 
if I'm here with you, I got a plan, I got a power, I got a process, and the bottom line is, you are powerful, and you will be successful in whatever I call and show you to do and be. I'll say it again. There's a call on everyone. Not the same. Okay? John and John. Me and John Montefort. I'm pretty sure God's call is not on him to preach. But God's call on John Letterman is not to fix anything. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen. But you see, if John does the fixing, and I do the preaching, and we do it well by the power of God. Amen? Amen. You see, this is where we need to understand that God doesn't call you to things that you're not gifted to do. I'm pretty sure God is never going to call me to JAR, which is the aeronautical aspect of, of the mission field, to fix those planes. Would you want to go up in a plane that I fixed? No. I could, I could say, well, that's what he wants me to do. I could say, you know what? I think God wants me to play professional football. And that may have been okay 40 years ago. It ain't happening today. Although I am one stud muffin. (laughs) All right? But you need to hear me. God has a call for you. And that call ain't to fill a gap in the church. It's a call. Now here's the thing you got to understand. This is what makes it scary. The call on your life. You can't do. You see, so often we, well, you know, I, I do this or I do that. You need to understand. If it's the call of God, you don't just do this and do that. You do what you know you can't do by the power of Almighty God. You want a successful, victorious, hallelujah life? Step out of your comfort zone into what God is calling you to do. Hear me. To what God is calling you to do. And it is scary. I hate this faith stuff. Anybody else struggle with this faith stuff? Man, I want to know. I'm being a joke. It's a joke. Go ahead and laugh. I'd like to know what's going to happen. I'd like to know how it's going to happen. I'd like to know the money's in the bank. I'd like to know, man. But the reality is, if I want to live in the kingdom power of God, I've got to step out into things that I don't know how I'm going to do it. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let me tell you something. There's nothing more blessed, and there's nothing more glorious, and there's nothing more life-fulfilling than to step out 
and accomplish something that when, when you begin, you have no idea how God's ever going to pull that off. Amen. You think Abe didn't wonder about that? Man, I'm a hundred years old. You think Joseph sitting in the, in, the, in the jail didn't wonder how in the world am I ever going to do what I feel like God has called me to do? Moses, when all this stuff was happening and everything, it seemed like everything in the world was gone wrong, how in the world am I going to pull this off, you know? David, how in the world am I going to whoop this giant? You know, I could go on and on. These disciples, every one of them were knuckleheads. Read the gospel. Everybody's like, oh, I want to be a disciple. Well, you start out a doofus. No, I'm serious. Man, they were some real goober heads. They were. So if you're a goober head, it's okay. That's part of the plan. God will get you there. Amen? I mean, they were a struggle. Jesus looked at them a multitude of times and said, Man, how long am I going to have to put out up with your lack of faith? He does that with me too. You know, how, my goodness, what is wrong with you, boy? But that's okay. Because every one of those disciples went on and helped change and transform the world at that time. And every one of them, save John, died for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Every one of them. Because <coughs> they realized. If God before me, can't nobody or nothing be against me. Can't nobody or nothing stop me from being the man or woman God created me to be or doing what God created me to do. Amen. Amen. I hope today you'll make a decision as we're taking this communion this morning. I'm going to be that man. Or I'm going to be that woman. I'm going to pray that God shows me what that awesome thing he wants me to be or do. I'm going to pray that God shows me how to reach that neighbor or that friend or that loved one that seems unreachable. I'm going to pray that God absolutely makes me an overwhelming conqueror in this area of my life that I just feel like is never going to be conquered. Anybody? Anybody? We're going to come, play some music. We're going to come, and we're going to take a wafer, and we're going to take a juice, we're going to take it together. When you go back, I want you to pray. Lord, begin to show me. Begin to show me. Begin to show me your will. Begin to show me that thing you want me to do that is so powerful that honestly, deep down inside of me, I don't think I can do it. Okay? That's, that's, where, that's where the rubber meets the road, man. That's where it really happens. And then, Lord, begin a process in me of building my faith and building my character and building my mind. So that when Satan comes at me and tells me I can't, I look at him and I say, listen, the one who is for me is greater than anything you can bring against me. Amen. 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 Last but not least thing is this. Because every person around you, your children, 
your grandchildren, your family, your friends, your workmates. This is what they're looking for. They're not looking for more church. They're not looking for more ritual. They're not looking for more pretty. They're not looking for more music. They're not looking for more entertainment. They're not looking for... They're just not. They're looking for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The power of Jesus Christ lived out in a powerful way through the love of God in somebody's life. Amen? Amen? Your kids, they need to see that. Your grandkids, they need to see that. Your neighbors, they need to see that. They don't need to see more church. They don't need more rebuke because they're not perfect. They need to know that there's somebody powerful out there that can lead our lives. Amen? Amen. So let's take this together. Turn on the music, please. Uh, Come down this aisle. Grab a wafer and a um, juice cup. And go back and we'll take communion together, okay?